Well, welcome back to Married by Design. It's so good to have you back. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. And uh, we hope that you have had a great summer. We have had a fantastic summer to be able to spend some time with our grandkids, uh, with our sons, and uh, we've just been involved in a lot of things this summer. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. One of the things that we've done a lot of is we've done a lot of biblical counseling. We've been meeting with people through the summer and encouraging people. And as we'll talk about, that's always been a blessing. Uh, Something else we've done quite a bit in the summer besides our work or jobs is discipleship. And that really does relate to counseling. That is meeting with uh, individuals, particularly younger men and women, uh, just to encourage them in their faith and to help them to grow and answer questions uh, in their lives. I'd add to that that counseling is really just discipleship discipleship that's focused on specific issues. Mm-hmm. Um, counseling shouldn't be an intimidating. Oh, you've got to have this level of education and uh, certificates in that. Counseling is discipling a believer who's not as mature as you are in mm-hmm. the Word. Um, and that, I hope, is motivation for you to grow and be mature in the Word um, so that you can disciple and counsel others. Mm-hmm. Um, this summer, I've continued to work at Crown Valley Youth Ranch. We've had a busy summer, um, just getting things cleaned up, trying to maintain the property, um, recruiting mentors, which we still have a great need of. We've still got a number of kids on the waiting list, um, but we're excited to be starting up sessions in the middle of September um, with a lot of new kids and um, new ideas, and uh, we just appreciate your prayers for the ministry there as we uh, work with these kids and uh, present them with the gospel of Christ and help them to grow. And I'll put in a little promo that if you live in the area, they are in need of mature mentors. Um, You can check out their website, Crown Valley Youth Ranch. It's in Woodlake. And also consider being a financial supporter. This really is an outreach to so many kids that are struggling right now. This is a great opportunity for them to ride horses and do crafts and gardening and interact as well as to hear the gospel and maybe to be discipled in their faith. And we rely completely on donors because we do not charge for our program. Mm. Um, It enables us to reach kids that wouldn't be able to um, go horseback riding or do any of these kinds of programs um, that can really minister to them. So we really appreciate any financial uh, support that you can give us. That's great, yeah. Well, for our podcast, um, this fall and ongoing for a while, we're kind of changing the format. Um, we wanted to cover some issues related to biblical counseling. and It certainly does relate to marriage. A lot of the things that we'll cover through this whole series we have touched on in the past. And the principles really apply to marriage relationships, but they apply to a broad range of issues. Uh, some years ago, we were at Visalia E.B. Free, and we were discipled under Bob Somerville. And one of the things that he did wonderfully was biblical counseling. And one of the classes that we took as part of a training for counseling uh, was a class called Self-Confrontation. It's based on a book by John Broger. I think that book is probably out of print, but it, it's just a really effective 
uh, tool that helped us to understand what it means to counsel people and to help them in their faith. And so what we want to do over a series of months is to kind of walk through that book a little bit by bit. Our podcast, we still have a goal of each one being about 15 to 20 minutes uh, to encourage you to think about the issues one by one and to begin to apply them in your life and even to help apply them as you have opportunity to counsel and to encourage other people. Now, um, self-confrontation is kind of a intimidating uh, title. So uh, I've actually done a class called Handling Life's Issues. And I've kind of tailored the uh, that book down and, and it's a little bit repetitive. So we've kind of tailored, tailored it down and, and streamlined it a little bit. But we just want to encourage you as you think about listening to this podcast to realize that um, it, it's so important for us as believers to know that God can equip us for counseling. When we did that training, we were volunteers. Uh, we weren't getting paid. We had full-time jobs. And it was uh, just incredible for us to realize that we could do biblical counseling as lay volunteers. And we began to see as we worked with Bob, under Bob and did biblical counseling, the impact that counseling could have. Uh, on the people around us, both people that are inside the church that are maybe struggling with issues and also people outside the church that are struggling with issues and and don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ. And it, it became something very exciting for us as we began to see God changing lives. And it has continued to be an exciting process. And uh, we could tell you about individuals that we've met with even this summer, and, and it's not us and our ideas, but it's sharing God's word, helping them to apply the principles, and then to see just at times the amazing things that God can do through biblical counseling and that idea. And I just um, would like to add, do you realize as a a follower of Christ that you are to be uh, prepared to do the work of the ministry? I know a lot of people have the attitude that um, pastors are the ones that do ministry and so whenever anybody has a problem or an issue and they want guidance a lot of people just want to send them to the pastor or maybe the elders of the church or some bible teacher um that's because they yeah they don't feel like they're equipped they don't have the training and the resources yeah yeah so it says in, in ephesians 4 um verse 11 uh, 10 and 11, it says that he gave the apostles, prophets, evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers, and those to um, equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Mm. The saints, that's you and me, that's the believers, Mm -hmm. the body of Christ. We, by going to church and uh, learning from these men and being in the Word, are equipped for the work of the ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, It says, for building up the body of Christ. Um, so that's not just the preacher's job, your pastor's job. It's our job as believers to do that ministry of encouraging, counseling, advising people, reproving them, giving guidance through the Word of God. That is our responsibility. You know, that's an interesting thing because when we talk about asking if somebody's in the ministry, we naturally think what we're talking about is full-time ministry as a pastor. And we recognize the value of full-time pastoral ministry. 
But I, I think we do have to change that mentality. And, and when somebody asks me, now I'm a lay leader in a church and elder, am I in the ministry? Well, yeah, I'm in the ministry because God has called me into ministry, as you said in that verse. Now, um, one of the things that we're going to talk about our, our resource for uh, the ministry and for counseling is God's word. Um, there's so many ideas out there in the world today about how to deal with anger and bitterness and fear and all these things. Um, but as we go through this class, we want to encourage you to see that God's word is, is sufficient. Uh, we've talked about in the podcast about issues like at depression that we, we recognize that there's, there are medical issues going on. We're not doctors. We don't give diagnosis. We don't talk about medicine. Uh, but even with those physiological problems that people have, there still can be an element of spiritual awareness and, and a near, need to deal with spiritual issues. And so um, we have through the years seen the power of God's word. When you just take uh, the truth of God's word and you begin to apply it in marriage relationships with struggling marriages or struggling people, how powerful uh, God's word is. Um, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. That verse says, Paul writes, all scripture is breathed out by God. That means that it's from the very uh, breath of God that he has given it to us. And it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. So for teaching, that is explaining God's truth to, to maybe somebody who doesn't quite understand it. For reproof, which is challenging them to think differently about it, of, of uh, helping them to see that maybe they're going the wrong way for correction. That is getting them on the right course and, and in a better direction. And for training in righteousness, that has the idea of uh, like a physical training, that you're, you're in a process of growing in your faith and going in a better direction in, in the direction of righteousness. And then it says in verse 17 that the man of God, the woman of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. So God's word is profitable and helpful and adequate for us that we may be competent, confident, equipped for every good work, everything that God wants us to do in, in our relationship with him and our relationship with others. And I would add to that, um, Ephesians 2.10 says, um, We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And when we aren't prepared to help people, to encourage people through the word, to maybe um, correct them uh, or counsel them, we are missing those opportunities. And... Um, Joe and I have just experienced such blessing through the counseling that we've done, just being wow. those clay vessels and getting to see God work when people who are struggling come into contact with what God's Word has to say with those issues and they choose to be obedient and the transformation that we see. It has been such a blessing in our lives. Um, so I would encourage you to not miss those opportunities to do those good, good works that God sends your way. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I want to read a verse in Romans fifteen fourteen. Here Paul's writing to the church in Rome. They were struggling. They were not perfect. Uh, but he wants to encourage them to see that they are adequate, that they are 
uh, equipped. Now, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't have training and that we shouldn't have a level of maturity. And, and there could be issues in our own life of, of sin and things that we have to work through before we're ready for counseling. But generally, we want to encourage people who are believers to see that God is giving you the wisdom and the ability. So in Romans 15, 14, Paul says, I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. See that, that confidence that Paul has in the people that he's writing to, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. Sometimes people may think filled with all knowledge. There's probably a lot of things that I don't know. And again, there may be a place where if you're new in the faith, um, that you need to study more and get equipped and understanding. But I think probably more so is the place where people are Christians. They've been Christians for a while. They know the word overall. They don't know everything, but they know enough to be able to share it. And they're able, as Paul says there, to instruct one another. I would add to that also Hebrews 10, 24. It says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Just that idea that we have a responsibility to stir up each other Mm -hmm. to love and good works. We need that prodding from each other. We yeah, will we'll grow stagnant in our faith if if we aren't being pushed along, if we aren't pushing each other along and encouraging each other. Um, and it says, all the more as you see the day drawing near, the day of the Lord, the return of Christ. Boy, if we don't look around and see that that day is drawing near. Um, and it's saying, the closer it gets, the more and more we need to do this. Yeah, I mean, you, you think about that in terms of church. What a great attitude it would be to go to church thinking, who am I able to encourage? Who am I able to build up here this morning that God is putting in my path? Um, that's a real challenge. That when you have that attitude that we are ministers, that we are encouragers. This is what Paul says in, in Colossians 1.28. He says, Him we proclaim warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. So Paul's attitude that we're supposed to follow is that we proclaim him, we warn, we teach everybody, that we help people to be mature in Christ. And I would just say, I think it's something that's lacking in the church today, um, but is so critical um, from Hebrews three thirteen, um, it says, "But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin." Do you realize that when you fail to um, encourage and exhort your fellow Christians, that you could be leaving them open to falling away from mm. the faith? Wow. We are in desperate need of the encouragement and the exhortations from each other to live for Christ, to walk obedient to His Word. And when we d- don't get any of that exhortation and encouragement, our faith can start to shrivel up and we can fall away and, and be hardened because we're bombarded with the world's messages. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And we, we can start to believe those when we fail to have the input of our, our fellow believers encouraging us with the truth of the word. That's good. That's good. Another um, area to look at, Joe was talking about earlier, he was looking at Colossians 1, um, 28 and 29. And if you go on to Colossians 2, those first verses, it says, I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. Just the idea that our motivation needs to be loving one another enough to exhort each other from the word, to encourage each other. Um, we are to be knit together in love, and the goal is to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. Our goal should be to be so united with other believers and loving them so much that we are all pulling and pushing each other toward Mm. maturity, toward a full assurance of all that we have in Christ. Because when we aren't hearing that from each other, when we aren't under the teaching of the Word and discussing it, our hearts get deceived and we forget what it is we're looking forward to and we start getting focused on the things of the world and distracted and we fall away. The, the other thing to think about is the, the love that we need to have for those outside the church. There are people around you that are struggling in their understanding of how they can cope in their life and handle issues. And we hope that you will walk with us through this and these biblical principles because you can encourage them, give them the biblical truth. Uh, and obviously, starting with the gospel, that needs to be center of their relationship with Jesus Christ. So as we go through these weeks, what we're going to be doing is, again, walking through these principles in this book about how to change biblically. How do we actually change and make things different in our life? What are the resources that we have? What are the tools? What are the scriptures that we have so that we can, in our own lives, first of all, know how to change, but then also with other people that we can kind of direct them and gently, lovingly encourage them and to teach them. So we're going to be very specific and very practical, look at a lot of scriptures and hopefully give you a better understanding of of how to respond to somebody that you may be around and the things that they may be going through and how you can help others. So uh, we're excited about this. We hope that you will stay with us and uh, Uh, let me just pray for us as we close. Father, I just thank you for this time and even the idea of being able to counsel others and encourage others. I pray that as a result of all the material that we'll go through, that those that listen will be uh, given more of a confidence and that they are adequate to help and encourage and counsel others. And Lord, even that people will have a better understanding of how to Uh, counsel themselves how to take the truth and apply it in their own lives and help them to grow in their faith. So we just thank you for this time. We thank you for all that you will do in this season in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for this week and thanks for being with us. We look forward to next week and we'll start sharing with you these issues of life on Married by Design. Mm -hmm.